you've probably heard it said that uh, many overnight successes take 20 years. Only took 20 years to become an overnight success is a pretty common thing. Let me add something else to it, though. Most overnight successes don't just bounce right to. They don't just come out of the gate and go, hey, I'm going to be a success, and instantly they're a success. No, it doesn't seem to work that way either. What tends to happen is that they fail a lot first. Leaders learn that you've got to you got to have some flops before you get it right. If you don't have flops, it just means you didn't try. Maybe it means you were expecting perfection the first time. That's a little unrealistic. But it more likely means that you were afraid that it wasn't going to be perfect, and so you did nothing. Well, as the old saying goes, it's better to have 1% than 0%. So if you try, at least, you're ahead of the game. Because most people, out of fear of failure and the desire to be perfect, they don't try at all. But that willingness to flop, that's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And I can tell you there's, there's something about being willing to fail. That is, it's not just the courage to try. It's the stubbornness that says, even when I fail... I refuse to quit. See, there are a lot of people who have tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed. And after a certain number of failures, they've, they've kind of reached their tolerance level for failure. They've reached their limit for how many times they'll be told, you're not doing it right. Or how many times we'll be told, your idea is just not going to cut it. And at that point, they just unplug, they back out, they I don't know, give up their entrepreneurial venture and go get a job. They stop trying to push for that next promotion. They give up on their invention. They pull the patent application altogether or the trademark license and and they just quit. And they go on their merry way with the ho-hum life that they've settled for because trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing was, well, it's a whipping. It really is. It's an emotional whipping. If you're not willing to acknowledge that Success rests on the other side of failures, and sometimes success rests on the other side of multiple failures, not one, not two, right? Edison said, I didn't find 10,000 failures. I found 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. 10,000? 10,000 attempts before you gave up? We wouldn't have the light bulb if you had given up. There were other people who had similar things, but the way we know it today, a little different story because he refused to give up on the 999th time or the 9,999th time until he found the one that worked for everybody's pleasure. As a leader, have you found yourself in the place where you back off after Someone ridicules you. You try something. Maybe you try something new. An idea comes to mind and you press it out there and you share it with the world and everybody mocks it or they ridicule it or they just simply say, well, that's not the way we do it. That No, that doesn't work. It's never going to work that way. Let me tell you something about the it's never going to work that way people. Chances are they're telling you it's never going to work that way because... They don't want you to win because they're jealous, because they're afraid that if you win, they lose. They, most people that are challenging your new ideas are people who don't have new ideas. 
they're terrified that your new idea is actually going to pay off and they're going to be seen as the loser because they didn't have a new idea and they certainly didn't have that idea. So it's easier to mock your idea than to try it and say, okay, it seems weird to me, but let's give it a go. It's a whole lot easier to mock you and cause you to quit on the idea. I was talking to some folks in the in the film industry, the film business, a couple of weeks ago, and one of them said, yeah, we finished our project. It was all ready to go, and we took it to a, a big movie house. If I told you the name, you know it. Um, took it to this big movie house, presented it to them, and they're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. There's, there's no way that's going to work. But, you know, you put a lot into it. You've invested a lot. In it. We'll, we'll go ahead and buy it from you. I just I don't know that it's it's actually worth anything. A couple of years later, the same movie came out with different characters and different actors and a little bit of a plot twist to it, but it's pretty much the same storyline. Yeah, the big movie house bought their idea so they could shut them up and then remade the movie their own way with just enough to get past the legal aspects of it. See, there are people out there who will destroy your ideas, destroy your hope and your courage, not because they genuinely think it's a bad idea, but because perhaps... They're just jealous that you have the idea and they don't, or they want the idea all for themselves. Now, you've got to be able to buck up to those things as a leader and go, you know what, I'm going to hold on to my ideas. You've probably heard the story of Sylvester Stallone when he first wrote the movie Rocky. He literally sold his dog. Literally sold his dog in order to survive long enough to get the movie written. When he finished writing and started taking it to movie houses, some people offered him, you know, a quarter of a million dollars, et cetera, for it. I think the highest offer was almost a million dollars, but they wanted somebody else to star in it. And he said, nope, not going to take it. I'm going to be in the movie. I'm going to bring it to light. It's going to be my project or no go. Everybody passed. They said, you got a bad idea. It's, it's not going to work like that. And yeah, no, no. Well, I think you've probably seen Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. The franchise has made hundreds of millions, maybe pushing the billion-dollar mark. Because the writer said, I will not quit. I will not sit down. I will not shut up. And I don't care if you like it or you don't. I'm going forward with this idea. I refuse to quit. Did he flop a couple of times? Yeah, he flopped. Yeah, there were, there were several times that, that the idea went to the producers. It went to the filmmakers. It went to the the publishing houses and they all went no 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 not gonna work that's a flop when everybody else poo-poos your idea that's a flop but just count that one toward your successes because every flop is another stair step to your success there's a guy by the name of dick fosbury dick fosbury is kind of where the flop idea comes from in the 1960s he was a high jumper and he was a high jumper who well he was kind of weird See, in the 1960s, everybody would approach the bar for the high jump and they would throw one arm over and one leg over and then kind of roll themselves over it like a barrel. And that was how everybody in the world approached the high jump until Dick Fosbury came around. In the 1960s, Dick Fosbury said, I want to try something a little new. And he would run at the high jump, spin himself around and go head first and bend over backwards to go over the high jump. And of course, everybody laughed at him because he would make his arch over and then just flop to the mat. And they called it the Fosbury flop. The Fosbury flop. See, everybody saw it as a failure. Nobody thought this idea would work. Everybody looked at him and went, that's not how we do this. And he said, well, okay, it's how I do it and it's how I'm going to keep doing it. And he kept doing it. 
1968, he took his Fosbury flop to the Olympics. And he came home with a gold medal. And not just the gold medal, but world records. Records that had never been broken. And, to this day, if you watch high jumpers at a competitive level, they all approach the bar with the Fosbury flop. His flop became a great success, not only for himself, but it led to the success of others. And I'm going to challenge you as a leader. There are probably some ideas that you have right now, some some ways of doing things, some new approaches, maybe some policy changes or product inventions or marketing approaches. You know, the funnel by Russell Brunson, that was a new idea. A lot of people had tried it in different ways, but when the funnel process came out that Russell promoted and has pushed, it has made a lot of people what they call seven-figure earners. They get the little gold disc on the wall because of the amount of money they've made. That's brilliant a strategy that was outside the norm. There are hundreds, thousands of revolutions within an industry. The electric car made by Tesla. Yeah, we know electric cars have been around since 1920, but none of them have been mass-produced with the quality and the standards and the capabilities that the Tesla has. There are a lot of people on the Me Too bandwagon that are trying to come up behind them and create a similar car. Nobody's quite there yet. How many other inventions, how many other ideas, how many other new processes, how many other ways of understanding people have come across your mind, but you thought to yourself, yeah, it's just not, I'm not the right person to bring it forward, or, or I'm not quality enough, or I'm not qualified, or I'm not credible enough to bring this idea forward. And so you kind of keep it to yourself because you're afraid of the Fosbury flop. You're afraid everybody's going to look at you and go, that's the dumbest thing ever. It will never work. See, I've been on the backside of that on more than one occasion. I've had people tell me, your idea is dumb. It will never work. I gave up on my science fair project. I walked away from a business idea. I left an industry where I could have made a whole lot of money because I feared success more than I feared failure. The opportunities are out there for you. The challenge for you is simple. Are you willing to flop? Are you willing to be a failure in the eyes of those who are watching you and the eyes of those who might poke fun at you, the eyes of those who might say, well, that's not my idea. That makes it a stupid idea. Or or wouldn't be willing to say it in a brave way like that, but they would just tell you that your idea is stupid. If you're not willing as a leader to take those risks, to risk being mocked, ridiculed, made fun of, to risk being a genuine flop in order to find the next level of success, then the chances are you're going to find yourself quitting before the next level of success. And you'll be like the little guys digging through the wall and find that you give up one inch away from the treasure. It's not time to give up. It's time to dig in. It's not time to walk away from your dreams and your goals. Let your dreams and your goals motivate you. Let them motivate you to go to the next level without regard for what everybody else's opinion is. It's not their success you're seeking. It's not their dream you're trying to live out. It's yours. And along your journey, remember this. With all of the instruction to take action, take action, take action, get busy. To, to tell the world what you're doing and they'll jump on your bandwagon. It's a simple truth that one minute of genuine, clear thought is worth an hour of talking. Take the time to think through the idea that comes to your mind. Give it more than the 37-second genius. Don't just think of the idea. Think of the idea. Write it down. Think it through. Pound on it a little bit. 
Maybe don't float it in front of everybody because not everybody's going to support your idea. Not everybody's on your side, even though they seem to be. Give that idea some roots and some traction. Give it some thinking time. And after you've meted out all of the issues that you can think of, then float the idea in front of people who might look at you and go, I kind of like it, but what if you did this? Those are your real friends. Those are the people who will walk through failure into the world of success with you. And they deserve sharing your success if they've shared in your failure and the courage to get you there. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.